Hello and welcome to another episode of That's What She Said with Zach <laughs> and Nicole. Awesome, it's good to you see weren't you. That, you weren't that exuberant this time. I was a little thrown aback. Usually a little bit more loud, but this time you were very like... You were soft. Yeah, I, I, I'm monitoring soft. my sound in my headphones these days, so <laughs> I, I want to make sure I'm not <laughs> screaming the whole time. But yeah. Well, we are back, baby. Yeah. We are back and better than ever. We took a little hiatus for a week. Yeah, a little break. Had to recuperate ourselves, mm-hmm. and now we are back and better than ever. I'm as annoying as ever. Per usual. You were supposed to say no. No, Coley, you're fine. <laughs> no. No, this bitch just nods. He goes, he just nods, and I'm like, fuck. I, I'm not. Oh, yeah, I'm, almost, I'm trying to not curse anymore. I know, big milestone, big stepping stone for me. Um, all right, so let's get into it. We have a lot to discuss from the last week or two. Um, so, in news from last week on Twitter, Jordan Fisher has been cast as Bart Allen slash Impulse in the Flash season seven. I'm not gonna lie, I don't watch the show anymore. I really don't know who does. Um, bold. <laughs> I mean, like, good for not bold. I mean, you just you just dis a whole bunch of people who watch Flash. I didn't diss a whole bunch of people that watch Flash. Okay. I will. I would like for someone to tell me that they watch Flash, and then I'll be, uh, and then I'll retract. But <laughs> no, I okay. I watched it the first maybe three three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna get into it, but I watched the first three seasons, and then it kind of just like lost me a little bit. But if you do watch it, like good for you. I'm happy that it's still going. Um, I, I I say the same thing about a bunch of shows. Supernatural going like 15 seasons about. Grey's Anatomy going 17 seasons. I'm not bashing. I'm just... It's it's good for them. What are your thoughts? I mean, solid casting. It is what it is. And I like Jordan Fisher. Yeah, me too. Um, And then we have Russell Crowe has joined the cast of Thor Love and Thunder. I almost fell out of my seat when I read that because I was like, all right, let's see where this goes. If you had to, okay, I know we're not really, or at least I'm not theorizing anything anymore, but who do you think he's playing? Because <laughs> I want your genuine, like, what do you, th- who do you think, do you think he's going to have a big character, maybe like a, do you think he's going to be like a Jeff Goldblum character, where he was the, the keymaster, whatever he was, or do you think he's just going to be like a one-off no, I think he's going to be something substantial. I, I think Jeff Goldblum is the closest idea. You know? I think yeah. uh, I think that's the kind of character he would play. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean... I'm just not a fan of Russell, Russell Crowe anymore. Really? Yeah. I, since when? Uh, since... Since watching Man of Steel again, I was like, what is this? Like, what is his acting? What is this? What What is this? I think the only performance that of, of late that I can remember where I was like, oh, I actually enjoy Russell Crowe 
was... Les Miserables. No. Absolutely not. He was terrible in that. Um, what's that movie with him and Ryan Gosling and they're, they're solving a, a missing person's case? The, not the other guys. What was it? The other... Was it the other guys? The... He was not in the other guys. It, no. The other guys... Oh, I wonder if it had a similar title or something like that. Anyway... I can't remember the name of the movie right now, but it's a comedy. It's like a buddy cop comedy, and um, I can't imagine him in a buddy cop comedy though. He was in Boy Erased, War Machine, The Mummy, The Nice Guys. The Nice Guys, yeah. Is, yeah, is it... it was a short with Ryan Gosling. A short. A short film. This wasn't a short film. It was a full length movie. Oh. What am I reading then? <laughs> it, was, it literally says short 2017. It was a full length film. What do you mean a short? Oh, it's an hour. It's almost two hours. Yeah, that's not a short. <laughs> Let me live my life. <laughs> literally on IMDb it says in parentheses short. Oh, that's wrong. Whatever. So. Anyways. What about that. I, I think it's interesting casting and I think seeing him and then seeing Christian Bale as a villain are going to mm-hmm. be... I'm more excited to see Christian Bale as a villain. Yeah. And Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be funny. Um, any more thoughts on that? Nope. Okay. According to Discussing Film, Star Wars The Bad Batch debuts May 7th with a 70-minute premiere. Episodes will release weekly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have much on this other mm-hmm. than that's all you, boo-boo. Delicious. Just Delicious. <laughs> More, more. Cannot just wait more. to chow down on some Star Wars content. You're just giving Kathleen Kennedy more oomph. No, just uh, no. no. You hesitated. No, because because we knew that we were going to get this since Disney invested. Day. We knew we were going to get a whole bunch of stuff. It's just yeah. now we're finally getting everything's. What it is is really just a. A signal that everything's kind of rolling forward, which is yeah. nice. It's it's very nice because now we're getting right. Star Wars material, we're getting Marvel material out, and it's nice. Like it's it's yeah. like oh, in my heart. <laughs> um, any more thoughts on that one? Just excited, man. I actually really need to go back and uh, finish the Clone Wars in preparation for it. You still haven't finished it? No. No, I have not. I'm I'm terrible at finishing things, so. Um, Rick and Morty Season 5 returns to Adult Swim on Sunday, June 20th. I don't watch that show. I finished this, though. Uh, I, <laughs> I actually finished Rick and Morty, so I'm really excited for Season 5. Um, in fact, I even forgot that we were getting another season, so I'm super stoked for this. Um, Rick and Morty became that show for me where, you know, when you're looking for something to watch as you're eating? Yeah. That's what Rick and Morty became for me. It was like my go-to show when I have a meal. I'm watching Rick and Morty okay. for some reason. I don't know. No, I respect that. that yeah. I respect it's, that. It's just palatable. It goes down easy. It's a good laugh, you know. <laughs> I tried watching it. I just can't get in. I, 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 anyone who knows me knows I just don't like animation. 
which is sad, but it's just, that's me. And I couldn't get into Rick and Morty. Katie would watch all the time and I just pickle Rick, whatever. <laughs> um, Godzilla versus King Kong director Adam Wingard is set to direct Thundercats for Warner Bros. Um, speaking of though, mm-hmm. I will say, I told you yes, yesterday, I did start, um, the film, I started Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's not great. I got maybe 40 minutes in, which so I'm halfway right now. Um, Let's It's interesting. Wait. Let's wait, because I, yes. I still have to watch it. It's been on my... Okay. It's, it's been on my mind to watch, and oh, that's right. I you might watch watched. it tonight. But... Um, I was I started it too, but I felt like I should watch the when you're more prequels first when you're... before I got into oh. it because I wasn't sure if there was going to be okay. information or storylines from those prequels featured in this film. But yeah, so I, I finished Godzilla. I, I would just watch the other ones. I watched Godzilla. I'm um halfway through Kong Skull Island. And actually, is Godzilla oh. the one with Elizabeth Olsen and yes, yes, and it's weird. Okay, it's weird seeing her and Aaron it's Taylor Johnson weird. as a married it's couple. It's weird. It. I figured. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. They literally go from brother and sister, and then literally like a year or two year. I think it's honestly a year later that they filmed Godzilla, and they were they were husband it, and wife. Yeah, it it, it feels weird. Yeah, I need to it's watch It's almost Godzilla as weird too. as Sharon and Cap kissing. It's almost as weird as that. It's like I would say Sharon and Cap kissing is yeah. definitely the top of the weird list. Like, yeah, why would the Russo brothers this, make her do but, make them do that? But this is weird too. Yeah, that chemistry. I'm sorry, that chemistry was just forced. But anyway, with Sharon and Cap, that. yeah, oh, it was not Sharon and Cap. You don't think the that chemistry was That was sexual was chemistry right there the whole time. I was like... Because, <laughs> be honest, like, you thought she was just the neighbor next door. Yeah. And so you were like, oh, this could work. And then you find out she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, agent. That's and you're fair. like, okay, that's interesting, but okay. And then it's like, oh. And then, bam. Your family. Okay, this is... <laughs> <laughs> that's daddy, grandpa. Ooh. Daddy, grandpa, pop. <laughs> Oh. Yikes. Um, anyways, so that premiered. It actually did pretty good at the box office. I heard it did close to, I think, opening weekend did like 40 million. Yeah, I heard it was 40 million. I think, I think 30, 40 million. Um, and then today, we got the low-key second official trailer. Um, looks amazing. It really does. I mm-hmm. think, and I said this last time too. Genuinely, I think this is going to be my favorite Disney Plus show that Marvel releases. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier is doing well right now. I do like it. I, I in- listen, just hear my thought process first. I, I'm just I mean, reacting. I, I haven't said a okay. word yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Go, go I know, ahead. but I can see it on your face. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying. The background, just seeing everything play out in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm not in love with it, but I'm watching. I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. Um, I think Loki, though, is going to be the Marvel show that feels like a film, but is the, it's obviously 
going to be a show, but I think it's going to take away from everything and just give us like that low key centric moment that we've been wanting. I know I've been wanting. I'm just excited. I saw the trailer and I genuinely thought it was his his movie. Owen Wilson looks like he's going to rock it at the role. Um there's a lot of like comic book centric shit that's going on in there that I'm excited to see how they play it out, whether we get Lady Loki. Um I'm just excited, to be honest. The trailer hyped me. I think this trailer is the only... Other than Falcon and Winter Soldier, this hyped me up. Actually, I think this hyped me up more than Falcon and Winter Soldier did, to be honest. It definitely... He's just all about... like I just I, I love Tom Hiddleston. I think every single time he plays Loki, he just ups his game. He just makes it better every single time, for me at least. That's my opinion but what did you think about the trailer i loved it thought it was funny the action sequences looked dope um the little easter eggs in there in the trailer are are Mm -hmm. very interesting and obviously we hope that there's going to be more in those the dynamic between tom hiddleston and owen wilson seems like it's going to be very entertaining um and it looks like it looks like they have. How do I phrase this? It looks like they're banking on Owen Wilson's meme ability, in a way. Like he's just his generic <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. persona, his general persona. His wow. Right. They're <laughs> utilizing that as like a comedic aspect in the same way they utilize Jeff Goldblum's kind of eclectic weirdness yeah. in in a. Uh, in Thor Ragnarok. I think that's what they're doing. And and personally, I love it. I think it's going to be very interesting, I really agree. fun ride. Um, and I take back what I said two episodes ago. About Falcon? Yeah. So you mean the first episode? No, no I feel like Loki's going to be the better show. I said that. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I said that Falcon and Winter. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier was going to be the better show. I said that mm-hmm. Loki was going to be the most dynamic, but Falcon and Winter Soldier was going to be the best, the best show of the lineup. And I am not sold. Three episodes in, I really don't feel anything for this show yet. So I thought I was the only one. <laughs> now that now that we Loki trailer looks fantastic, I, I the verdict is still out. I will say, but I need to wait until closer towards Loki. Yeah, I think um, episode three definitely took off much more than the first two. Um, I respect their decision to go more into the background and see how like how where Sam grew up. Again, his background first episode, that's fine. Because it, it, it adds more to his character for me. It adds more of like his background, who he is, where he grew up. He's not just a superhero. Like, he grew up normal, quote-unquote normal per se. Bucky, the same way. You see, you kind of watch the first couple films. For me, at least, personally, when I watched Winter Soldier, like I was hated Bucky. Didn't really want him to be part of the Avengers. And then you see his growth. So I think it's nice to see 
the PTSD coming out of him. It's nice to see that he's realizing what he did as a Hydra soldier, what he, what they made him do, seeing how I love them bringing Wakanda into it. And they're not really focusing on Wakanda, but they've me- briefly mentioned it. I am interested to see how they finish the show off since we do have um, three more. Um, we have four through six coming out in the next two weeks three weeks so i'm interested to see exactly how they finish it if they fin- if it finishes strong if it leads us into any other shows um or movies or if it just how however they leave off that's what i'm kind of now glued in on um other than that i agree i'm not really sold i think bringing in zemo and sharon carter in the same episode kind of felt forced to me to be honest, like when after the club scene, Sharon comes in and then they all kind of just like are in a pack now. Kind of felt really forced. Um, I wish that it had just been kind of more natural. I don't know if you disagree or agree with that, but I felt <sighs> I felt Sharon maybe felt forced. Um I didn't feel... Zemo made sense. Zemo made sense. Sharon was kind of a surprise to me because this whole idea of... It it felt weird because we don't know what happened to Sharon in the movies. She was just an afterthought. And so to find out that now she is this gangster assassin kind of behind the scenes person was kind of like, oh, okay. And I also think... But then again, we don't know exactly what she's been doing. Like, she did help them with their superhero stuff. Right. She and Cash, obviously she Falcon the, and Bucky. Right. So that leads into her. So it makes sense. But I wish they had mentioned her prior to this than her just kind of suddenly coming into the show and us getting no real background prior to episode three. I don't know. It's weird because we also knew she was going to be in it. I think if we hadn't known, it would kind of be more. Oh, okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Maybe. As far as Wakanda, I feel you know, like we the- have AO, so it's very direct that Wakanda is involved in this situation. Yes. So. Which was, it was nice to see that, because I was definitely... That was a surprise. At first, yeah, at first I thought it was, um, I thought they had recasted... Okoye? Okoye, thank you. Um, I thought they had recasted her at first, but then I, it took two seconds, I'm like, oh, that's the other bodyguard, mm-hmm. that's the other girl that was... Um, protecting T'Challa. King T'Challa. So, I like, I, I, I'm, I'm liking that we're kind of getting more into Wakanda because Bucky did spend two years of his life there mm-hmm. while they were, while Falcon and, or while Sam and Steve were on the run. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying, I'm not trying to get into the show. I'm just trying to see, I'm trying to calculate how they're, where they're going off to. Because I kind of do like the plot. I like that it's super soldiers, so it's kind of like, Going back to where they started with Steve and how he became a super soldier and like that's what he was originally. But the show's called The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. So as much as we love see Steve and I, I will hot take maybe, but and I don't I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I really don't care about what Steve thinks and what Steve's dead. So let's <laughs> let's move on. Every, yeah, every let's episode, figure out Steve, every Steve, Steve this, Steve that. Steve I, I do don't this, care. Yeah. It's, I want to know about this relationship between you two and how you guys are doing it. And I, the 
the racial aspect is starting to become a little heavy-handed, and I'm wondering whether that's going to continue. Um, I like it, but it's becoming a plot device, and I'm wondering if if that's just the writers or or what, you know. Yeah. And and to be honest, I'm more interested. I fe- and it also feels like, well, I mean, Bucky has a more interesting story in a way, but how does Sam reclaim the shield and learn to love or learn to, to deal with being anointed the next Captain America by Steve? How How does he succeed? Like, that's more interesting. And I feel... There's less of a struggle there. There's more interest in John Walker and and who he is and Battlestar and that situation. I'm so convinced that he's behind it. (laughs) I think I said this too last episode. I was like, I think John Walker, genuinely, like, I do think he's, he's part of the bad guys. Like, that's just my take. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, but again, I'm not theorizing. Like, that's just, like, the first thing that comes to mind when I'm, like, I think when they get a I call. I think it's too simple. You think it's too simple? Yeah, I think I, I think it would make more sense if he's just an outsider who thinks he's doing right. And... But really, he's getting in the way. He's really getting in the what? way. Yes. And I think that's more interesting than him being a, a bad guy. But I think that... And that's the government and why right. they shouldn't have signed, signed the Sokovia Accords because that's the government interfering and being like, okay, we need this guy. Sorry, Sokovia Accords. I, it's, a, it's a tough Are we going there right now? From, I mean, we can. We really can. We really don't have time. <laughs> but I'm saying, uh, per example, this is the government interfering in choices that the Avengers should really make and they are... Therefore, forcing somebody upon them. It's not even really the government. Have taken though. the mantle on. It's not it really even is the government because the government, the no, government it, is, are the ones who said, "Oh, we need a new Captain America like ASAP," because Sam passed on the mantle because, rightfully so, he did not want to. He didn't think he was right for it, which isn't rightfully so in that aspect. But like he was trying to do what was right, mm-hmm. which I respect. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, if you don't think you're right for it yet, wait. Mm-hmm. Don't just step right into it because you think that's what your best friend wanted right. for you to do. Take take it on when you feel the moment is right. right. And then the government said, um, no, we are going to do this. And then they got someone who's like a shoebox version of Steve Rogers. Right. So, that's just my thought. But he's not a soldier. He's not a super soldier. He's just a regular dude. He's a soldier. Exactly. Exactly. Which is not the same thing, though. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, he's not Steve Rogers. <laughs> Anyways, continue. We don't, we don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's my thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier. We I, can I'm dedicate not, an entire episode I'm once we sold. get Patreon members. I'm not sold advertising. On, I'm not sold on episode three. I'm not sold on the show. Yeah. In fact, okay, that's fine. In fact, it's it's kind of forgettable. I forget it comes on Fridays. 
Okay, it's, I didn't want to say it. It's kind of forgettable. But I feel the same way. I forget it until I see like Skylar Schuler or BD yeah. or like my other blog, our other bloggers tweet about it. And I'm like, and then I don't care. Like I look on, that's how I found out like, that's how I saw the Zemo memes. That's how I found out Sharon Carter was in. I was like, ah, like WandaVision. I was like, hide the spoilers. I don't want to know anything. But this show, I'm like, oh, okay, that happened. Cool. Uh, uh, okay. okay, so question. And, and. Uh-huh. Do you think if Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the first show, whether fans would have reacted to it the same way they did with WandaVision? Or do you think WandaVision was such a well-written show that it opened up the floodgates for different possibilities? That's why. Because really, at the end of the day, it's really fans that made WandaVision what it is and us hypothesizing and theorizing of what could be? I'm going to say, to be completely honest, from my own fan side of things, I think it's the characters. I think it's because we know Wanda is this super witch. Scarlet, since we know she's the Scarlet Witch, we know she has all these powers, all these abilities. There were so many more possibilities of what was going to happen that people were just going crazy theorizing, okay, this, this, and this. Whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm just thinking, I'm like, okay, we knew War Machine was coming in. We knew that was going to happen. We knew he wasn't really going to stay in it long. He was just going to come in. But I don't know. I think with Falcon, with Sam and Bucky, I love them as characters. I love the dynamic they have. I think that what they've built up character arc-wise has been phenomenal. I just wasn't as excited because I guess it's theory-wise, I just can't see where it's going. Mm. Whereas WandaVision, I had like 50 theories. I'm like, okay, Mephisto or... Pietro in one episode, or Doctor Strange, and in this one, I'm like, okay, if if it, something happens, that's cool, mm. but I'm not as exuberant or I'm not as ecstatic because I'm like, okay, what can come of this show? Mm-hmm. The only thing I can think of is that it's it. This was supposed to be the second or third for Phase Four, which it is the second thing for Phase Four, but. Last year, Black Widow was supposed to premiere before because supposedly something in Black Widow leads into Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was what was being said. And now I'm kind of like watching it. I'm like, okay, what could have led into... What could have happened to Black Widow to lead into this? So I'm kind of just thinking, okay, now I'm going into it. Okay, maybe something from this show leads off and it could be in Black Widow even though Black Widow said before Civil War. But again, I I agree with what you said. I think just WandaVision, just there were so many more opportunities. I mean, with this, yes, Wakanda. But I genuinely don't know where it's going. But I'm kind of I upset don't know it, that that's not a good thing, you know? Because that's, that's the same, and that's that's what, the same reaction yeah. that we had to WandaVision. We didn't know where it was going, but that was exciting. Rather than yeah. this one, it's like we don't know where it's going and... Which is why, I, which is what I wonder what it is then. Because then I'm like, why, why aren't I as excited? Because this was my, for me, if I go back and listen, I'm pretty sure this was my most hyped yeah. show. This was my most hyped from the trailer, this, and then WandaVision. I was like, oh, okay. But that's what makes me kind of a little upset because I'm not, 
as excited when it comes on every week. But that could also be because WandaVision set up such a high bar with everything. And I definitely think that if WandaVision came afterwards, I think I still would have been happy. Mm. I don't know. At this point, and it's sad to admit this, I'm just waiting for Loki. June 11th. I know. And we get Black Widow actually next month. Yes. July. Fuck, are you serious? Black Widow's in July. It just moves to July? July 9th. Wait, for real? Yes. Where were you? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously under... Where were you when the trailer dropped? (laughs) Are you okay? I didn't watch the new trailer. (laughs) Are you alive right now? Wait, hold on. Uh, you knew a Marvel fact before I did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? I did know this because I just told someone this. Oh, I did. I talked about this over the weekend because I said that there were so many things coming on May 26 when this was supposed to premiere. But because everything got pushed to that weekend of Memorial that they wanted. They'd, okay, I understand now. I'm not on the same level. <laughs> Because that's the same weekend as A Quiet Place 2. Um, I think Fast and Furious 9 comes out that weekend, May 26th, before when it was when Black Widow was pr- supposed to premiere on that weekend. It was supposed to come out Memorial. Am I just crazy? Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Falcon and Winter Soldier. I will give episode 3 a... Um, I give an eight out of ten because I really loved the action sequences. I love the dynamic they all have together. I love Zemo's character. I think bringing him in was a good decision. He cracked me up. I think. I don't want to say this is gonna be his redemption, but I definitely think it'll be a redemption episode or redemption show for it. what. Am I just wrong? Am I just always wrong? No, I I don't agree with you about. Zemo being redeemed at all, but... Okay, fair. The reason why I don't believe it is the way he picked up his mask makes me think that he's he's going, going to stab them in the back at some point during the show. Yeah. So I don't, I don't believe Watch, he's... I'm going to say that and then he's going to actually stab them in the back next episode. So. He's going to have some kind of plot. Yeah, no. I'm just... I am interested to see where the show goes. I'm hoping that this week we get... Because there's only six episodes. So, some shit's got to happen in the next, like, three episodes. I do like, I will say this. I like that it's not what we expected. I like that it's not completely like how Winter Soldier was and how all the cap... What? I'm thinking, dude, Think. Be, let's, let's be honest. We are halfway okay. through and it sucks right now. Like, I don't think it could, I don't I'm gonna disagree I don't think it completely sucks I think it's through, just we're halfway through and nothing nothing exciting has really happened that's really pushed us to a point where we're like oh this is insane like yeah it's good but really fair and and yeah I originally I said you know it's more like a movie that's been chopped up to be like a TV show but even now I don't feel that way <laughs> So let me ask you this then, since you just mentioned that again. 
do you think you would feel differently if you had if you watched this show fully through when all six episodes cut were to come out like do you think you would feel differently if you watch it from start maybe, to finish maybe but that would stopping? suck in terms of 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 sequencing like we should be near the climax we should be at some point reaching a level where we're like oh this is really crazy you know we should we should be close to falcon and 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 the winter soldier being close to the flag smashes we should we should really be close and we're nowhere near that so which leads me to assume that this is more of a at the end sort of action sequence where we're continuing to rise the whole time until we get to that incident that's gonna really blow things up but i'm thinking we're episode three we just saw we've got three more episodes if it's six we got three more episodes for this show to really pick up and do something these next three need to be absolutely insane. And there's nothing really that's been set up that makes me believe that the next three episodes are going to be insane. Like, yeah, but WandaVision I, was in pretty much the same way. Like, we kept saying, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? It was really the last two episodes that picked up. I disagree. Okay, I would say I would say three last three episodes I disagree. Really picked up. But you disagree? Mm-hmm. I disagree. I think once Monica Rambeau was introduced around episode three or four, that's when things changed that's dynamically fair. for the show. Yeah. Episode four. Because the the first or, three, three the first three or four episodes was really just establishing the whole decades thing with the T V show thing. After that it okay. it changed for me at least. It changed once Monica was in, involved and we got to see Darcy and everything, I was like, Okay, this show's different. Yeah. Okay. I think I think there's a huge possibility with AO being involved that things will change. But yeah, I'm not sold on this show right now. That, and that's completely fair. I mean, I don't have much else to say about it other than I just I'm hoping that with these shows, I'm more of thinking about okay, I won't wait to see where they leave off on. Because that's what I, that's what makes me happy is seeing like okay, I should be focusing on it as a project, but I focus on it as okay, where can this lead off to so we can see it again in the future. I guess I'm just hopeful that it'll leave off on somewhere that like it'll tell us what's coming next. Episode three was a five point five for me. Okay. Maybe a six. I think honestly, episode five for me was the best one. Episode, episode three. three I mean, not five. Episode three. Okay. Well, episode two. I liked episode two. I liked the therapy session. Yeah, episode two was better than this. Any more thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier episode no. three? Okay. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Pixar employees reportedly feeling demoralized about Soul and Luca hitting Disney Plus for free. Forget theaters were not even good enough for an upcharge. That is very true. I thought about that. I haven't seen Luca yet, but or no, is Luca coming out mm-hmm. later or is it already out? It's coming out soon. I, f- I forget when. I still haven't finished Soul. It was too sad for me. This is this this is a discussion I really want to have with you, and I've been excited. I've been thinking about it for a while okay. because, and I even tweeted about it because I'm genuinely interested in this. And people of who are fans of this podcast or have listened to us ramble about Disney Plus know that 
we're both unsure about Premiere Access as a as a tool right now. Um, so let me ask this question then mm-hmm. that I I see. Um, okay, so the question is: Shouldn't Soul and Luca be a part of Disney Plus's Premiere Access catalog? Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. Um, I I I say yes. I think it should. I I. What boggles my mind is that they put Mulan up on Premiere Access first for thirty dollars, mm-hmm. and then. I'm assuming Black Widow will be on there for thirty dollars, mm-hmm. and I'm th- assuming Cruella will be too. But I don't mm-hmm. know if that's announced yet. That does bring the question: is it feels like Luca and Soul are not quote unquote good enough to be on Premiere Access Plus, which shouldn't be the case, regardless if it's a Pixar animated film versus a live action. It should be treated as an equal. It shouldn't be, okay, because we don't think that anime... I, I, this is just what I'm thought process comes out as. Just because it's an animated film doesn't mean it'll bring numbers up or down. Maybe they're doing it because they think the numbers, it'll make the numbers look better if they're like, okay, Black Widow, Cruella, Mulan. But it proves that Mulan... It didn't do as well because Mulan didn't make... The money that they were hoping for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless you. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just think that if you're gonna if you're gonna advertise another platform within a platform like a Premier Access, I think you need to make everything coming out on there that all these new films. Mm-hmm. Think you need to make all of them the same price or take a chance on it or just make everything free mm-hmm. don't denounce one f- don't denounce these films because you think that they're not going to do well for the platform for disney numbers right that that's just the only thing i can that's the only thought process i have with it because it, it boggles my mind truly when i see that soul came out for free and i was like are you joking it boggles my mind more knowing that Soul won a Golden Globe, and yeah. and will most one best likely, film, best animated, and will most likely win an Oscar. Win an Oscar, yeah. Most likely, so considering that, that's where I'm like, I don't know. So that right. Obviously, I think, and you bring the point you bring up. I think is is the key part here is where a even Disney employees are starting to feel like Premier Access is a signifier of value. That content that goes to Premier Access is highly valued by Disney compared to content that is not. And it's too much. And I think even- that's tough to know that your work isn't even valued by the company you're making it for. If, if, if value yeah. even is the thing, is the reason why different stuff is going different places. I don't think anim- animation is the is the differentiator here because Raya and the Last Dragon was also on dis- of Premiere Access. But obviously Mulan Raya didn't do so well because of 
the gatekeeping 30 bucks. I think... I still haven't seen it, but I've heard it's amazing. I think that stopped a lot of people from watching it, but given the fact that Soul was free and more people booked into Soul, that also increased Soul's value. And then that also, I think, increased the possibility of it being nominated because so many people enjoyed Soul when it came out. I personally don't think Premier Access is working. Oh, no. And I've, I said that last year. I said that I don't think... I think the numbers are going to prove themselves at the next quarter quarterly meeting. I don't think... And I even said this to Cassie today at dinner. I'm most definitely going to be seeing Black Widow and Corolla in theaters because I'd rather spend the 15 there and wear a mask the whole time to watch mm-hmm. Black Widow drop on there. No pun intended. But... <laughs> for that one (laughs) I will say I love these moments when I can actually get Zach on a joke (laughs) that he's not expecting (laughs) (laughs) is that too soon still Black Widow does come out. I, I'm not even going to be spending the thirty dollars. I yeah. honestly, I and I, I don't I know what I would spend thirty dollars on for a film to come out on. That's like that's literally for two people. A price for two people at Regal, thirty dollars. I get that they're trying to earn their money back, and I I genuinely genuinely. And putting this out there into the universe, I do think that when everything starts opening back up like more normal and theaters are starting to become a thing again, I truly believe Disney Disney Plus will lower the price in the premiere because they're going to start competing with the movie theaters and they're going to be like, okay, no one wants to spend thirty dollars here, or 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 destroy it completely. You know, when when you realize the yeah, audience Disney, has has Disney is the they they think about money. That's what they're thinking about. They're thinking about okay, how are we gonna right, be but, the best again? I agree, but also think about this, right? If as more and more people are getting vaccinated and more and more states are starting to slowly open up, and I'll be honest, I'm starting to see a lot more activity out there in in yeah. the world. Given that, okay, so like you said. As more and more people get vaccinated and more and more places open up, movie theaters will eventually open up. Therefore, the audiences will flock back to the theaters most likely. In that sense, your audience is no longer at home because they don't have to be. So you lose and it was that. Wild. You lose that. And as and when you lose that, you're thinking, okay, do we keep it at 30 bucks just in case people want to? Or do we just let our audience move on and go where they're going to go back to the movie theaters and, and now we're at subject to 
the prices of the movie theaters, whatever, however they want it. The trouble I think is here, right? Or oh, the potential issue I can see. Do you think movie theaters will also hike up the price considering that so many theaters lost millions? Because I mean, COVID. it's a possibility. I don't think it's necessarily going to happen because when we went and saw Tenet in September, it was $14, which is absolutely normal for re- for that price. Right, but that's it's still I know, like, it's still fresh. My thing is that boggles my mind too is that compared to Disney, and I'll go back to your question in a second, but compared to Disney, HBO Max released Wonder Woman 84 Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. They're most likely one thousand percent gonna release Dune on HBO Max mm-hmm. without that all that pricing, mm-hmm. and they're releasing the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. same day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It boggles my mind the difference between Universal and Disney and Warner Bros. because they're realizing, okay, we want to keep our audience, so we're gonna not HBO Max didn't come out and be like, okay, we're doing HBO Max premiere forty five dollars for a movie. HBO. I would never. I would never have paid thirty dollars to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. HBO, never. HBO Max is the model, and I don't care what anybody says. Right now, HBO, HBO Max is the superior. Oh, it's, it's, platform. it's phenomenal because they still want people. They want their fans and they want their audience to see these films. They don't want to keep pushing it back another year. They don't want to keep pushing it back because then they're going to be pushing back other films. But you're and competing. Alre- but you're with already each other. paying ticket prices for yes. HBO Max. You're already paying it. So it only makes sense to release for free when you're already paying that much money. I agree. It, it's been... It's, I think... And as shady as Warner Brothers has been, let's not... Let's not even... Conti- like, let's be honest. There's two sides of the coin here. As shady as Warner Brothers has been, HBO Max has been a shining beacon in all of this because what they've done has been fantastic. And, and look at the money they've raised. You know, we just talked about Kong... Raised forty million in the first week, opening, like that's insane. That's really good considering we're still in the middle of COVID. And you earned forty million yeah. for, of a movie. That's that's pretty good. Opening week, that's pretty good. Oh, and I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder did made, it like, similar. I'm pretty oh, sure Zack Snyder. Oh, guarantee you that if Zack Snyder's Justice League had come out in theaters, it would have made at least two hundred million opening weekend. Right. Questions asked. God, Godzilla versus Kong. I miss doing this so much. Godzilla versus Kong, uh, opening weekend without a pandemic, I would say a hot 70 to 80 million e- easily. They've, they, as much as, yes, as much as they've been really shady recently, what has been done with HBO Max has been magnificent. And oh, I HBO love Max it. And is my favorite platform right now. I love I'll still see the Suicide it. Squad and doing in theaters regardless, but I'll come back and watch them again on the on the screen. But I want to get back into that movie theater setting. I want to get back into normalizing going to the theater, not being scared of of catching COVID or catching anything. While yeah. like just well, it's gonna take some. Time, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think it'll start to get back to more normalization once. Everything starts coming back out. I think summer, by the once summer. Quiet Place Two comes out. Yeah. I think by I think the once summer. The we'll end see of, maybe a little bit less. Well, that. we have. I I can't remember off the top of my head, but I believe Memorial Weekend. Obviously, we get Quiet Place Two, 
And then we'll also have Fast and Furious 9 out that weekend. And there's another popular... There's another film coming out. I just can't remember what it is. Unless it's those two. Because those two are universal. So they're going to be going head-to-head -head with each other. But it's it's nice to see the rivalry in the same unit again. I, li I like seeing it. But we'll, we'll see what happens. We, we will. I'm looking forward to going back to the theater next month and seeing them. Um, should Warner Brothers restore the Snyderverse? Oh, is there anything else you want to discuss no. with Disney while Move we on have to the that next up one. there? You've already mentioned oh, it. Oh, you ready? You ready? Mm -hmm. Should Warner Bros. restore the Snyderverse? I know you had a lot of thoughts with this. Yes and no. I... <sighs> You're so you're still stuck in the middle with this. I'm so stuck in the middle with this. I'm stuck. All right, in I can give you an easy ass answer. I'm stuck in the middle with Just, this. Uh huh. Because I don't like what Warner Brothers did to Zack Snyder's work afterwards. I don't agree with any of any of their tactics. What they did. How they pretty much right. They like, pretty much just throw them out to dry. And we're like, we're going to give you this freebie. We're going to give you, you know, this movie that you you obviously want. And, and we're going to ask that you leave. Um, and then all their property afterwise, afterwards with New Gods cancelling and the Trench cancelling, it, it just shows a total lack of vision. Because, or even not even just that, but like not wanting to praise this man anymore and what he's done for this universe and just kind of take everything that is associated with him and put it in a box and leave it out on the curb. That's kind of what they're doing. That's not even kind of what they're doing. That is exactly what they're doing. It's like a bad breakup and they're just putting all his stuff in a box and leaving out in the rain. But that also is also tough because those films were highly anticipated and the directors attached to those films are just spectacular. So why wouldn't you want to keep that going? You know, do I want to see where Zach go is going with stuff? Absolutely. But I'm wondering, would it make more sense for Zach to do it independently or, but then again, he can't do it because Warner Brothers material with DC. So uh, it's it's very troublesome. But I also want to see where Warner Brothers goes with things because the potential with the Batman, if that sparks off to be anything more, could be interesting. Not only that, I'm in love with Warner Brothers and their character analysis movies right now. And I feel the Batman is going to be in that same vein with Joker where it's more of a character analysis rather than a, a, a raucous romp that Snyder is pretty well known for. So, I really don't know. I don't know whether DC, the DCEU is going to be more individualized. But... I also I also can't wrap my head around Zack Snyder's Justice League being one of 
if not the most profitable film of this year, and you don't think it's a good idea to just bring him back and continue doing what you were doing before, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I, I get why, but I don't, I don't get it. And, and I'm in two ways because I'm interested to see what they do because I'm curious, but it doesn't make sense to me. And also let's not even, let's not even ignore the elephant in the room is my relationship with Zack Snyder's work as a director as well is, is part of it too. It's like, I don't know if that's a, if it's the right choice or not in that sense, because how much more is there you know four hours was ostentatious four hours was ridiculous but i enjoyed it the theatrical cut is something that's out there possibly that Zack snyder has that everyone's waiting for potentially where there's like half an hour or so trimmed off of the film or whatever but still, three hours is a long time. I don't think Warner Brothers' idea of a of a less than two hour situation is gonna continue to be profitable. But I think it's needed because I don't think we can always go to the theater and watch four hour epics. I don't, you know. So yeah. I, I mean, I did. <laughs> Because, like, do you think Black Widow is going to be three hours long? Oh, hell no. It's going to be, like, an hour and 40 right. or two. Right. And we know from movie making, you know, the sweet spot is really an hour 45, an hour and a half sort of situation. Two hours max, right? Nobody's looking to go three hours, four hours. Unless something like an Endgame and an Infinity... Infinity will only make sense considering how many people are in the film. So that's what I was going to say. Justice League also makes sense considering how many people are in the film. Batman and Superman, Batman versus Superman didn't make sense. And even, and the Ultimate Edition, I agree, is the best version of that film. But the theatrical cut. Is that on HBO Max by chance? Hmm? The Ultimate Edition, is that on HBO Max? Yes. That is the best version of that film. Hands down. I'm gonna have to watch that. But my, but I was gonna say, um, regarding film-wise, like how long a film is, I think it depends on the storyline and depends on what is needed for it. I do. I genuinely. Th- I. It depends I on the think producer. It does. Yeah. It depends on the I, producer. I think. I think it was Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think that it definitely needed that time frame because it needed a portray every character need to show every storyline need to show the actual background of right but there is why stories were happening right with with endgame i think or i should go to infinity war sorry all right go ahead i'm just saying like there's no there was no warner brothers there was no warner brothers oversight on Zack snyder's justice league that's why it's titled Zack snyder's Mm -hmm. justice league it is his version there is no warner brothers cover over that right compared to Endgame and Infinity War 
Kevin Feige is overseeing that production, you know? And well, as Infinity a result... Infinity War was a, was a culmination of every film leading up to... It's been every phase. At that point, it was about 10 years. Yes. It was 22 films leading into what was... Going to what ended up being the, one of the biggest battles because right. of Thanos, because we've seen him in every Avengers film mm-hmm. at the end. And then Endgame was a culmination of just everything. So tying in, which I would like, sorry, I, I don't would think, like to say. No, but I don't think that matters. I don't think, I don't think, think I don't think it, the 10 years of whatever really matters in terms of a film's movie, of, uh, the length of the film. I don't think it well, really. It's, it's the lead up. It's the lead up to the film. It's showing, it, okay, it, this is everything but that's that happened. It doesn't this matter is... when we're talking about two films that are three, three and a half hours or whatever. It really doesn't matter what. It, yes, the story does matter in that sense. But if a producer says, I want a two hour cut of this film, you have to cut off 45 minutes or whatever, however long, an hour of this film. As a director, you have to do it. Because they're the one paying, giving you the check to make this film. And that could damage the story completely or it could add to the film. It really does. It, it, it's vice versa. That's the same thing with Warner Brothers and, and DC. They're like, hey. And that's why we have so many different versions of Batman versus Superman. Because the theatrical cut is maybe, what, two hours and 45 minutes, I believe. And then the director's cut is a little bit longer with like an extra 15 or half an hour onto it. And then you have the ultimate edition, which is like three hours long. So obviously, Zack Snyder's full vision is the ultimate edition. But the studio asks him to cut time off. This isn't the first time we've seen studios ask directors to shave off a few minutes. Think about David Ayer with the Suicide, with Suicide Squad. I'm sure there's footage in there that had to be cut. So what... DC, ha- what what Warner Brothers has done now is trying to find directors who can stick to the uh, hour 45, two hour limit that they're looking for. People like James Gunn makes sense, right? Because most of his films don't go that long and he's very resourceful in, in his time as an indie filmmaker. So I think that's that's why I disagree, and that's why I want to put this point in. Oh, I no, think when fine. you have I'm... when you have a, a producer like Kevin Feige, who not only loves the material, who he he's very collaborative with his directors, and trusts in his people, I think he's more likely to be like, "Oh, you need a couple more hours. Cool, let's do it. Like, let's do it." I think obviously, yes, you know, he's like. He understands that this is the big culmination of everything. I'm sure that's a layer in there, but I really don't think it matches in the scheme of things because if if Feige was not that kind of person, that he, if he was not collaborative, he could have said to the Russo brothers, I don't like it, shave off an hour off the film, and they would have to do it. So the only reason I disagree with that is because I do think... I think storylines matter. I think the fact that in in Infinity War, as I said, we mm-hmm. see all that come about. Endgame, we see them go back in time. I think all that. I think story storyline wise, we see how they how they came to be, how they are. I think 
going back in time, I think seeing how the first act goes with, okay, they, they were defeated for the first time. They don't know how to, how to react or they don't know what they're going to do. They're just trying to live their lives in five years. Go to the second act, they're going back in time cause, and they're showing their mo- that's where they started. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to process my words. Um, I, don't, I just I, I think storyline matters pertaining mm-hmm. to I, I do think it's character obviously it's character but I think storyline wise like we wouldn't Endgame wouldn't be what it is without the previous storylines without seeing how, how why Thor became the way he is because of everyone who he's lost he lost his mother he lost Jane he lost his father he lost his right. brother so we see that we see the end of that we see that storyline carry into Endgame that's a layer that's definitely a layer, but remember, scripts can be cut. So okay. the story really doesn't matter because they could cut a whole scene and be like, all right, this isn't necessary. There are so many films that cut scenes. Potato, but tomato. Like, think about, it's... No, but like, think about the difference between Joss Whedon's cut and Zack Snyder's cut. Yes. Right? Zack Snyder's cut had essentially, so much more essentially story it's the same to it. Script. it has... Essentially, it's the same script. Just more story to it. Right. Zach had the full story and they brought yes. Justin in because they were like, hey, this is a lot with Zach, right? We want a, a Yeah, sweet but it didn't make 45. sense because all right. the storylines got cut right. out. Right. And then when you when I watch it back, I'm like, damn, I wish we got this right. storyline because this makes so much more sense in it would make so much more sense if it was in Whedon's version. But that's why I'm saying producers are the difference here. Yes. Because if a producer that, looks and at the script yes, and, yes, and says, yes, I agree. and says, we want to shave off all this time, we feel these scenes are unnecessary, cut them. Or they're like, you know what, you are just a huge exorbitant director. We don't like what you're doing. We're going to bring in somebody else who's going to listen to us because we've been giving you notes saying, hey, let's stop with the three-hour epics and you're going to continue doing this. Let's bring in someone who knows how to make a film that's going to be cut to an hour 45. And they bring in this individual the movie ends up sucking because <laughs> you lose so much. But that's what I'm saying. It produces a difference because obviously Kevin Feige is like, bear no expense. Let's let's make it happen the way that you see it happening. I trust you to develop this vision fully. You know, you have to have some trust in the Rooster Brothers to think, I'm giving you a decade worth of material and I'm hoping that you can synthesize it into a, into a movie that makes sense. Like, you have to have a lot of trust in those people. And that's why I think I producer is the, the big thing here. Now, so, that, I, I don't know as far as restoring the Snyderverse. I forgot that was the question. Well, I, don't know who's, I don't know who's going to trust him to do it. And that's the thing. And, and he doesn't have access to that material outside of Warner Brothers. So it has to be Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers are too stubborn to admit that Zack Snyder is the pull for a lot of that material. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, it's possible. I'm going to come in and say yes. Um, Restoring the Snyderverse is possible? I 100% believe it is. I believe that it will take the right director, which I'm going to take a leap and say I think Matt How leaves. do you restore the Snyderverse without Zack Snyder? You have to... The way I look at it mm-hmm. is that he's already he's already developed every... I'm not saying that someone's going to ha- take it over completely. 
Like they're not going to be able to do exactly his work, but they're going, I think someone can come in and be like, okay, I want to see where this leads up, where this can continue with Superman. I want to see where this can continue with everyone in the Justice League. It, it requires somebody to relinquish power. It requires Hamada to step back and instill Zack Snyder as the producer of I the think DCU. Matt Reeves... I think we have to see how Matt Reeves does next year with the Batman. And then from there on, I could say... Because he's the only one as of right now that I could see... Other than possibly Patty Jenkins, because she's done pretty kind of she's done pretty good with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, James Wan did really good with Aquaman. I have to say, I was I did love that film. But um, Aquaman. But I don't see them as. But I, I don't see them as like as Snyder material. I could see possibly Matt Reeves from what we've seen. But Patty mm-hmm. and James Wan are mm-hmm. Snyder people. Their material no, is the Snyderverse. Yes, yeah, so, so they could continue on. It. I, I don't know. Yeah, but you, you still. Well, I'm try- what Zach I'm trying to say is that those projects, you still need Zack yes. Snyder. And if Warner Brothers well, saying- isn't, if Warner Brothers does not want to bring him back, how do how do you continue doing the Snyderverse? Because they can, can they can still continue on with what he created and go from there. They don't particularly need Zack Snyder which I'm probably going to have people come at me for that but that's like when the Russo brothers said okay I'm done doing this but people are I mean people continue on they take the material that they've already been given they take the material from Batman vs Superman they take it from Man of Steel and they see what they've done and then they just add on to it I think we don't even need it honestly I don't think we really need a Snyderverse, to be honest. I think that with, we just have to see. And I'm, I, I, I'm gonna. I, obviously, everyone knows I'm not a DC person, so I'm just kind of rambling right now. But I think going forward, I would like to see new material. I would like to see how the Batman does. I would like to see how um, the Flash does. Right. I would like to see what exactly but, they do um, with it, because for all we know, it could be better than what. It's not. I don't know. It's the the Flash is still the Snyderverse, and that's the difficult part of what I'm. Why I'm saying he's made. But what I'm saying is you can has, still take that material and go with no, it. No, but you that's don't what, have to have but Zack what Snyder. They, but what they're doing is they're using like what you said. They're using the Batman as oh, the I launch understand. point, moving on in a different direction. They've stopped. That's why they canceled. So trenches. it's still that's his people. They it's still what guys. he created. What was that? It's still his people. It's still what he created. Right. So technically, it's still his universe. Technically, when you think about it, it's still his people. So in order to move forward, they kind of like stop. But then again, you think about we've got Wonder Woman three coming out soon. Whenever that starts filming, so that's gonna still be is that Patty now moving in her own unique direction, or is it still connected to Zack Snyder's work? Mm-hmm. And if it is connected to Zack Snyder's work. It's gonna start questions of restore the Snyderverse again, and that's where. It's See, I d- thought that was just with Justice League. I didn't know Snyderverse was everything. Was was Wonder Woman? Was Aquaman? Because they're all was, interconnected. I didn't know you were talking character wise. I thought you were talking his storyline. No, they're all the interconnected. They're created. all interconnected. They're all they're, the characters. They're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. They all feature characters that he's used or that he's set up. So that's why we're it's just like gonna, the Snyderverse. Again, 
we're just gonna have to see where they where I think, they take it, where they uh, maybe, go, or and, if they and create. You know what? Maybe I'm thinking of it deeper than it is. I'm I'm maybe I'm saying that the Snyderverse is everything that falls on the umbrella of what Zack Snyder set up. Because I'm sure some people are like, oh, it only what I what we're thinking about is only as far as Zack Snyder's idea of Superman and Batman and you know all of that. Mm-hmm. But and the future of of Martian Manhunter and Cyborg and all that, right? Maybe maybe that's the case. But I mean, obviously, Patty Jenkins has a great relationship with Zack Snyder and has 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 talked about him and his impact on her as a director. Obviously, James Wan. And Aquaman um, has a lot to thank Zack Snyder for, even though I think tonally Aquaman is different to the rest of the movies. But this is why I'm in two ways. I'm on two sides because I do want to see what Warner Brothers does with the Batman and where that goes. Whether that's going to be a standoff film or whether that's going to be the start of a new franchise. And that's why I'm interested. But... I do think, considering the Easter eggs that we got from Justice League, I'd like to see what he had planned. I'd like to see where it was going. But I don't think anyone's going to bow at this point, which is why I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, you're iffy. Which is fine. Mm -hmm. You can be iffy. I think we just have to see where these upcoming Warner Brothers projects go. Um... DC, the next film coming out is the Batman, right? If I'm not mistaken, it's going to be the Batman and then Shazam 2 the and... Suicide, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, okay. I think I the mean, Suicide Squad have, is the next one. We just got to see where where they go on because then... What's to say that people aren't going to say, okay, is this is this Ayer's world still or is this James Gunn's new world? It's different. It's a whole different film. See, that's why I don't know DC that well. The Suicide Squad's going to be a completely different film to the to Suicide Squad. And that's how that. And I'm you know, and you too. know that tonally. It's going to be way different. Suicide it's going to be funnier. Yeah. Suicide Squad. That second and, trailer that came out on the day before Easter was a Chef's Kiss. Yeah. I was cracking up. The it, Red Band John Cena. I have to say, I have to say, I've given John Cena shit in the past. You have a couple years with the film he's with the film he's chosen. I I am the first to admit I do I never thought he was a good actor until I saw Bumblebee and then I saw this trailer and I said you know what I give him major props major freaking props and Idris Elba oh, Harley Quinn oh, all these characters oh, like. I'm sorry. That that trailer really I was like, damn. Damn. You know there's going to be a lot of death in that tra- that film. You know, most of these characters are not making it out alive. Pete Davidson, I'd be surprised if his character lasted more than 10 minutes. <laughs> Love Pete Davidson, but Poor his ah I'm so sorry. That trailer, I don't know if you if you wanted to discuss it real quick, but that trailer, nah, trailer was a chef's and and obviously it was Starro amazing. Being our, our main villain. Our villain? Yeah. Oh my god, dude. I think that's gonna be so much better than what uh Car Cara Delevingne's mistress character. Oh. But anyways, any final thoughts on anything we've talked about?
see the gears grinding. Yeah, I... Considering how much money streaming platforms make. Mm -hmm. Also considering the um, I just figured out how you could restore the Snyderverse. Oh boy. But it's going to rely on partnerships. It would rely on a situation like Marvel and Sony. That's the only way you could do it feasibly that would make sense. Trouble is, <laughs> Warner Brothers have access to all of the characters. It's their IP. But it would rely on, I don't know, a sort of... I don't know, maybe like Syncope, Christopher Nolan's production company and, and Warner Brothers getting together and figuring out a way to get Snyder's work out that he can use the characters, but his his, his uh, vision, who's actually overseeing the uh, production of the material is another Speaking production of, company. I really want to watch the Batman trailer again. <laughs> I don't know, for some reason you talking about... Since Snyderverse so much in DC just makes me want to like rewatch Batman and have that like overwhelming excited feeling again. <laughs> it had nothing to do with what I said. I know it didn't. It it was literally just the first thought in my head as as you're talking about DC. Anyway, my heart <laughs> hurts and we should move forward. For so. Snyder cut for Snyderverse. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I'm um, not happy with DC. That's that's the final thought. I'm I'm rambling, okay. but I'm I'm not happy with DC. No, it's okay. Right now, I ramble all the time. DC. I'm not. The only final <clears throat> thought I have is that it, mine's gonna be completely opposite. Um, I just really hope Falcon and Winter Soldier picks up. I love my Marvel. I love. Anything they put out, but if I epi- just hope... If episode four sucks, Falcon and Winter Soldier is, is dead on arrival. <laughs> I don't care. If episode four sucks, I'm over I'm it. I'm going to say I'm hopeful. If All I'm going to say and then I'm done. All I'm going to say and then my... <laughs> the only thing I have to say about it is that I genuinely hope that the show finishes... The okay, strong. well, actually, I'm, we're out of, almost oh, out of time, okay. but we have to talk about this. Okay. And I'm gonna curse, but it's gonna. Okay. It's the first time, and I. But it's necessary. Why the fuck are the title sequences, uh-huh. the title credits, so long? Why are they so long? What's the? T- what do you mean? The end. The end credits. Why are they so long? Oh. Why are yeah, they I've so long? That too. And we don't have an after credit in any of the episodes. Why right? are they so long? What is the point? They have a lot of people to think. I don't know. That's really your issue with it? <laughs> I, dude, I... Okay, no, WandaVision so I, was the same. WandaVision spent like 20 minutes on after credits. I, the, but at least the after credits were interesting. 
at least there was something interesting going on. And at least, yeah, and at least we knew, and at least we, and at least we knew we were gonna get an end credit scene. So at least it made sense to sit there and watch it because you might miss the end credit scene. But I, I, it's like fifteen minutes onto the end of the show. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. this is this show's fifty four minutes today, and I was like, okay, that's kind of long. How do I watch it? Really, no, it's forty five minutes over fifteen minutes of credits, and I'm like, who? And there's no reason for me to stay? Why Why would you do this? <laughs> why would you do this? I've been asking that same question since episode one of WandaVision. When it was literally 20 minutes and then the last 15 were just credits. And I was like, so the whole show is just after credits? Pretty just much a credits? quarter of the show is all credits. That makes no sense. Anyway, I had to get that out because it, 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 no, it bothered me last week. And I was like, why is this so long? <laughs> that's finally what bothered you? Not in WandaVision either? The difference with that WandaVision, was honestly my the favorite. Difference, the difference with WandaVision was the end of the episode was a cliffhanger that made sense. That made me go, ooh, this could be fun, right? And then the possibility <laughs> of there being an end credit situation made me want to watch it. And at least it was interesting yeah, with the forward. with the with the uh, the hexes the and how and they were shift yeah. changing. I think that was interesting. The title sequence for Falcon and Winter Soldier is so boring. Nothing moves. It's just these panels slide in, <laughs> and there's graphics of the characters in there, and it's all stripped away. But I'm like, this has nothing to do with the show, nor does it hint towards the next episode and possibilities. I was like, this is this sucks. This actually sucks. Well, now that we know how Zach feels, that was another episode of DWSS. I'm livid. Close this out. I don't even want to talk anymore. <laughs> this is the most I've ever seen you this like pissed off in an episode. First the Snyder Cut, and now I'm Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know what? Well, you know what? Next episode, we'll have a little therapy session. We'll be like Bucky and Sam. I said, oh my God, I do have to say this real quick. I sent him a video, a TikTok, and I forgot of who it was, or I tagged you in something on Twitter, and I said, this is us. And you said, wait, which one am I? I think it was, oh my God, it was from, it was from Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, and it nice was guys. them in like their characters, yeah. And I said, Zach, this is us. And he goes, wait, which one is which? And I go, you figure that one out, because... <laughs> But anyways, any anything else you want to no, say before we end um, this? Okay. <laughs> this is the most frustrating I've ever seen you. <laughs> and that was another episode of TWSS <laughs> with Zach and Nicole. See you guys next week. <laughs>